everybody, it's Paul. You know, a lot of people ask me, uh, after a long day of voiceover or writing or doing all those creative things that I do, um, how do I relax? Well, like many other Americans, uh, I come home and I, I pet my dog. You see, petting your dog is one of the most relaxing things you can possibly do. It releases a hormone called oxytocin, which reduces stress. To the No Dunks podcast on the Athletic Network, Thursday, March fifth. I'm J.E. Skeets, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Good morning. Hello, Tass. We got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Hey yo. Hey yo. The international man of mystery, taking it to the max, Leelis. Friend. And last but not least, making the magic happen, it's J.D. Hello. There he is, and here we are, guys. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at No Dunks Inc. We're going to be opening up an old pack of basketball cards a little later on Instagram, so make sure you follow us on those accounts. You know we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash nodunksinc. Well, I guess it's official. We're now on Facebook. Email us your NBA questions and comments to nodunksattheathletic.com. Keep them coming. We dropped a new Say What podcast yesterday afternoon. I will say, I think it was Tass and JD's best work yet in the Say What series. Um, so make sure you check that out. Especially go look at it on YouTube <laughs> around the 8.45 mark of that video um, for one of the world's most incredible fist bumps between Tass and Lee. It's uh, It was better than I could even... Re- that I remember doing it live. Well, yeah. I mean, I think we missed the first half of it yeah just thinking oh yeah they're just over there but no it just kept going and oh, going so good never underestimate the heart of a champion task mm-hmm. is sticking it out there until it goes down but that's the thing with these say what's they do have pauses in there sometimes you know so you yeah but where wait. were you man where were I you was here, what were i you saw the fist, but i thought he was sort of saying don't jump in don't jump in don't jump in mm. i was waiting for that mm. Mm. Hold fist. Mm. wasn't until he gave me that little tap that i was like oh okay yeah we're, we're pounding it here that was it's so funny and uh finally this one is for all of you in the greater Toronto area. We're going to be doing another live show with Hoop Talks in Toronto on Saturday, March 28th, uh, prior to the Grizzlies-Raptors game, the James Naismith Cup uh, between the Grizz and the Raps. Uh, we're once again doing it at the Rec Room. Uh, tickets, we've been told, are going very, very fast. There's not many left. There's something like 20 or 30 left. So easiest way to grab a ticket in Toronto for that show Go to homestandsports.com or hit up at Hoop Talks Live on Twitter. We also have the link in our uh, bio on Instagram and Twitter account. So you can just click on that. And you can find those tickets and come on out. See your boys in Toronto. Always a blast. Okay, I have good news and I have bad news here today. The good news, today's podcast. Oh, it's a drop podcast. Oh, oh yeah. Nice. We got Worst of the Week nominees. We've got the Pun Gun, Rapid Fire Fun. The bad news is... No show on Friday. Mm. Mm. Worst of the week to us? Yeah, maybe, maybe. So I'm just letting you know right now, the drop is today. There will be no podcast on Friday. We've decided we're going to go to the to the roller rink. <laughs> <laughs> we're taking a me day. Got a big day on the rink. I'm sort of half kidding, but uh, you know, make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter. You never know what you're going to see there on a Friday. But yeah, no show on Friday. Today's the drop. We're going to start, though, with a little what you got. What you got? Oh, love that little P 
piano part. Taz, you gotta learn that. Yeah, I, I really do. <laughs> I love that little part. Is that like nine notes? I can ding that. Yeah, you can do that. Okay, we start with a fun one here for with you guys. Um, last night, Luka Doncic, he broke Jason Kidd's franchise record for career triple-doubles with his 22nd. He helped the Mavs hold off the Pelicans 127-123 in overtime. Great game. This nationally televised matchup between the Wonder Boy and Zion Williamson. I think it lived up to the hype. Um, you know, Luka, the 30 points, 17 boards, 10 assists, took over late. Zion scored 21 points, got over that 20-point threshold again in 35 minutes playing in his first back-to-back game in his career. This question, we can get into the game itself if you want to, but I love this cue. I saw it from Bleacher Report. Which player would you most want to build around? Luka or Zion? What you got? Who you got? (laughs) What a juicy start to today's show this is. (laughs) Right? You know, uh, driving in, I was thinking about this a lot because they're (laughs) players who dominate from entirely different positions. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was thinking back to the old Basketball Digest. You know, they used to have every month like a who's better comparison. Okay. Although those were usually guys who played similar positions. And that's kind of the way we need to break this down because you've got a, one guy in, in Zion who's already bodying dudes underneath, showing that, that he is a powerful force, almost a Shaq-like force underneath. Yep. Whereas Luca, you know, better shooter, got better handles, but again, plays in an entirely different position. Luca's in his second season, and he's an MVP candidate already. Mm-hmm. Zion, of course, has had a, such, a, a much smaller sample aside, being that this is his first season, and he missed a significant uh, chunk of that. But since he's come out, he's been incredible. Yeah. And he might be an MVP candidate next season. In fact, he, he probably will be, given what we've seen so far. Both of them super hyped up, too. Again, for different reasons. Zion coming through college. Luca, we heard about him a few years ago as a bit of a wonder boy when he was only, like, what, 17 years old playing for Real Madrid. And he's lived up to that. A lot of Europeans struggle to live up to that hype. So they've both got such um, incredible stories and living up to it already. I'm choosing Luca simply okay. because we've seen more of him so far in the NBA. That's the only real reason. Smaller sample size for Zion. I think, I think the ceiling for or I think the, um, the career uh, trajectory for Zion could be a Charles Barkley, I think, mm-hmm. which is incredible. Um, but so far... We just need to see more of Zion. So I'm taking Luca. He's incredible. He's got his team into the playoffs in his second season. As I said, MVP candidate. I think he is going to be a superstar in right. this league, and he's already showing it. So I'll take Zion today. In a year's time, maybe I'll take Zion. Yeah, within the article, Dan wrote, you know, it is a testament Did to Zion. Did I just Zion's say Zion and then Zion? I meant to say I'll take Luca today <laughs> and Zion maybe in a year. Who knows? Okay. I mean, it in the, in, within the article, it does say in a testament to, it is a testament to Zion's dominance that this question is not even ridiculous. 20 games into his NBA career. Uh, I think that's fair. Okay, but you're ultimately going Luka. What about you guys? I'm 100% with Lee. I'm going with Luka now just because you know more so what Luka is. If he's on your team, you're going to have an incredible offense. He's Mm going to be able to dominate every single possession. He's going to get his own shots. He's going to get other players' shots. Your offense is good at the very minimum having Luka Doncic. Zion, that's probably going to be true, but we haven't seen a ton of playmaking from him yet. We haven't seen him really figure out the defensive end of the court uh, yet, which I think is going to be an impact position for him. Uh, And the playmaking, you would think he came in as a great passer, had a great pass in his debut. He had that uh, like on the fast break through like a three-quarter court, cross the court pass, one-handed, whoop. But we haven't seen a whole bunch more other than that. We've seen him beast guys down low. But we also saw last night in the in, uh, in the game uh, that there are times when he's in the post and he just can't th- get the ball. That happens to big guys. You know, he is going to be a little bit more reliant on others to get him the ball. No right. doubt, just because of 
the positions they play. So I'm like Lee. Right now I'm taking Luca, but maybe in a year uh, I'll take Zion. We'll, we'll have to come back to this question. Uh-huh. Tastic, no, I'm sure this is the only time we'll ever talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Too. yeah, I'm I'm taking Luca. This game was absolutely made for him with the three point shot. He is running one of the best offenses ever in NBA history in his second season. He gets to the three-point line when he's wide open, and he still steps back because it feels more comfortable for him because he's that good, and he gets everybody involved, like Trey said. Kristaps Porzingis is having a solid year and started to come on, but look at the guys he's elevating in, in Tim Hardaway and DeLon Wright and Dorian Finney-Smith and Maxi Kleba and Dwight Powell. Mm-hmm. It's, again, one of the best offenses. What more do you want from the guy? <laughs> and this era is totally geared towards the three-point shot. Zion... You can say it's sort of geared towards him because no one can touch anybody and he can just barrel his way to the basket. And he's getting by right now and doing these 25-point nights basically on raw talent. And he still hasn't learned the game, and he's still not the best player on his team. Brandon Ingram is the guy who makes things go on that team, and Zion still can put up 25-8. and eight. So Zion's uh, ceiling, I got no idea what it is. I don't think anybody does. Uh, I think he could, he could be a... The center of an offense where he gets people involved. Yeah, like, will um, he be running a pick and roll? Like, will we get there with Zion? Because you're right, you're talking about... Being the, being the ball handler? Yeah. Great question. I mean, will he develop that handle exactly? Because I'm agreeing with you guys. Luca just being the playmaker, elite playmaker already in his second year. Tough not to pick him to build your franchise around for all the reasons you guys are listing where Zion is more dependent right now on other guys. But will he get to that? I, I, who knows? Uh, I don't like, he's got, like he's Charles got a great Barkley almost load. seems a little bit low of a comparison <laughs> to me because like if he comes out as yeah. Charles Barkley and he's just a rebounder and a scorer, that's awesome. Like he'll be a Hall of Fame player, but you would think Zion could do even more yeah. as a playmaker, yeah. uh, the LeBron Giannis stratosphere, if you will. Yeah, and he's not a shooter yet. You'd think he could yeah. develop that a little bit. He didn't have to do that at Duke whatsoever, and so. He seems like a kid who's going to keep developing. and But, you know, Luca came in with that as a teenager, had all those skills, has got all the skills, and you saw him in overtime making plays for himself and everybody else. And Zion was a little gassed. Is that because it was his first back-to-back situation in his career? I guess. But, uh, you know, I can't, I can't get that out of my mind. That's burned into my mind forever. Physically, he wasn't amazing when it came down the stretch. They even took him out at the end of the fourth quarter in overtime. And so, yeah, that not just because he can't play it back to back, but physically, is Zion Williamson going to be healthy the rest of his career? That it's unfortunately that enters into to my brain when factoring in this question. But Luca's a kid too, <laughs> and so he's yeah. not he's not he's not an old man, even though it feels like he's an old man. <laughs> well, and technically, he's, been, he's an adult now, right? Yeah, <laughs> technically, in the United States, then yeah, in the United States of America, yeah, he had his first beer, even though he was drinking a lot of them in Europe, uh, and he was drinking them with old men there. That's why it feels that's why it feels like he's an old man because yeah. he was playing up against Jorge Garbajosa and everybody in Spain, and so he plays like a vet though too. Yeah, oh, yeah. he really does. It's yeah. just the more just in complete control. Yeah, um, and so. this, like and, and no rush ever, but has obviously a has that explosive. step though. Yeah. I mean, he had Drew Holiday, who's one of the better wing defenders, guard defenders in the league. He had him on skates. That looked I mean, like I'm, the Allen Iverson Antonio Daniels crossover again. He got him twice. Twice. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, and, and like he and like Drew again, aggressive, amazing on defense. Like the first time he gets him, Drew then's like, well, he's taking a step back jumper here, and really bites on that, and like, no, he's gone again. And then, I mean, I guess Luca likely could have. Probably finished inside, maybe a little floater off the glass or something. But then, 
has the wherewithal to find a guy wide open in the corner, and um, they miss. Who was that shot that one? But Kleba. Yeah. Was it Kleba? Yeah. yeah. They Z- missed that one. But Zion was coming, and, I, and I'm disrespecting Zion somewhat because he was there. Zion was coming for Luca, and that's why Luca said, "All right, I, let me let me get rid yeah. of this thing." Luca, we've seen do that as well before in the past. Remember, there was a game. I think it was against the Clippers where he passed to Tim Hardaway, who was open. So Luca's got the clutch gene, but he also has the awareness to be like, if there's a better shot, I am gonna pass it off. Hardaway missed and Kleber missed, but he's still there showing that he has got he's, he's got that court awareness to at least find his teammates. I thought one thing last night was interesting early on. I thought Kleber actually did a decent job on Zion bodying him yeah. early, and I felt the Mavericks' defense was like, don't get him at the ground, wait till he elevates, and then you can contest those shots because early on, Zion hit the deck a couple of times and there's a few blocks. Porzingis was pretty good coming over to help yeah. out. So that maybe was the scouting report for the Mavs. It's like, you know he's going to lower that shoulder and just try to barge his way through. Wait until he gets up, and then you can contest that shot. And it seemed to work. And, and again, I think that factored into the reason why Zion looked a little gassed early because he was working so hard but didn't have the results because there was a lot of defensive uh, attention uh, focused on him. Yeah, he, he was definitely tired. I mean, his tongue was hanging out of his mouth there at one point. <laughs> I mean, he was gassed, and it was his first back-to-back situation here, and he's still finding his, obviously, his, uh, his conditioning early in his career. Um, you can't really go wrong, hopefully, with either of these guys, though you, you, you slipped it in there, Tess. Like, there is no doubt there's some injury concerns with a guy and the way he plays in Zion Williamson. And within that article, Modak Hill, um, you know, a friend of the, of the podcast, he pointed out, like, Amari Stoudemire was, like, this athletic freak early yeah. in his career, and we know what happened with him and his knees. You know, Blake Griffin, to some extent, pretty similar you hope that is not, um, you know, the sort of trajectory for a guy like Zion, but has to be in the back of your mind a little bit, a little bit. For sure. Just with uh, just their pure size and athleticism, and can you sustain that for, you know, whatever, 15 years? Feel It feels like it's just more likely, I guess, with Luka with the way he plays, that yeah. he'd be able to go longer. And I guess we should mention defense a little bit as well. I guess we should care about it a bit. Yeah. Uh, and what's in the back of players' mind is Zion when you're going down the lane. Yep. Because in this game where guards can't really have a monstrous effect guarding people. Um, big people do. And so Zion will have the advantage over Luka in that regard. And especially his athleticism is there. You know, he can cover the whole floor. Uh, but even as he gets smarter, it's, it's a factor. He's, he'll be a more of a two-way man uh, than Luka, but we care about offense here. One thing I love about Luka already, it's to me it's pretty apparent, is he does this LeBron thing within games of... He, it feels like he could always get himself a shot because of the step back, because of he's got that strange Harden-like explosiveness because he's a bigger guy. He's not like Westbrook speed, but he has that amazing ability um, at his size to just still get by guys very easily. But he'll do this thing like LeBron does, I think, where he like... He just picks his spot within the game. It's like, get other people involved. Let's run this. Let's get some tr- open looks for you guys in the corner. Porzingis, let's get him going. And then at times goes... We need a bucket right now or in these next couple possessions um, to stop the bleeding, to obviously just, like, get a little bit of a lead or it's clutch time. He he just he has such an awareness, I think, of the time of the game and what the score is to, like, okay, I'll I'll take care of this one right here. And, and it generally works out. Mm-hmm. I know I think Schumann had the stat up. He's actually not great in the final minute of, like, fourth quarters and overtimes, like, within the final minute. Uh, to take a lead or to tie it or stuff like that. I'm not even sure he's actually even hit one yet this year. Hmm. But he hits that huge three, like what was that, like a minute 20 left in, in overtime, mm. that yeah. one, which was the you know the, the dagger. So 
He's got the clutch gene. Is, For I'm, sure. I, the, the stats maybe don't back it up right now with those specific stats from Schumann. But, yeah, I just love that about him. I love that idea of, like, man, he's just he's just dominating the game in the sense of, like, okay, we're, we're going to do this now or I'm going to do this now. It's pretty amazing, at, yeah. at, especially at, at 21. Yeah, in year two, he seems to have gotten in better shape in, from year one to year two where he's not as tired at the end of games. And hopefully that'll also increase. He should, it's only going to get better. Oh yeah, I, I mean his three point—he's not even a great three-point shooter. No, he's—he's he's like thirty-one point five percent, thirty-one point six, a little bit, and he takes a ton. I mean, that's—he's gonna—that's gonna go up likely <laughs> over his career. Hopefully, yeah, Hopefully. yeah, you know, yeah. That it, it, he does have a lot of responsibility on him, so there's a chance that it's not gonna skyrocket. <laughs> but I want—what is Zion's comparison? What is—is is it? Is he just too uniquely? Physically, like physically unique, that it's hard to compare him to anybody, and especially in this era. Is there anything Barkley's? Well, it's like you uh, the most you hear are Shaq, Barkley, and then LeBron. I mean, those are the the three you're hearing. I would say the most. Yeah. And then if you go down a level, it's like young Larry Johnson, or you know, yeah. maybe even Amari or something like that. But those three elite ones, wow. <laughs> I mean, to, to have a bit of uh, each of their games, or just in terms of your pure dominance because you're too big, like Shaq, or you're a smaller guy but can dominate. You know rebounds and still you have the speed of a young Barkley because he was a beast in transition. Oh, yeah. Then there's the LeBron factor of like, wow, yeah, Zion has a little bit of playmaking in him, and uh, you know, given the you know the the possibility that he can run and dictate the offense a little more, could he be a little bit more like LeBron? But I don't know mm-hmm. the answer to that, yeah, that question, a, Tass. There's a lot of guys in the bowl. He can probably take a little yeah. bit from each of them. But Shaq in this area, he's not like Shaq where he's got better. He's got better handles. Uh, yeah. But Shaq in this era, I guess, is comparable, you know, with the fact that he can just overpower guys. Yeah, and purely. and there's just not too many big dudes anymore. Not too many of them. Well, then who's Lucas comparison? Yeah, Harden. Harden gets it a yeah. lot. Yeah, yeah. I I think that's a pretty. I think that's a pretty accurate one. He said he tries to play like James Harden, and he's got the step back three. He's yep. got the he could Luca could easily lead the league in assists like James Harden has in the past. I don't know if he's got necessarily a 40-point season in him. Luka Doncic, perhaps he does. I just don't think he's quite wired the same way as mm. Harden of I'm going to try and score every single time down. Uh, it seems a little bit more of a LeBron in that yeah, factor where I, I want to make the other guys better. Yeah. yeah. There's a, there's more, like, I agree, like a LeBron magic sort of bird type of vibe to him. But in, his game is regard. Harden's. His game, is yeah. the way he gets to the rim, the way he gets his shots is eerily similar. Let's hear from you guys. Fun one there from Bleacher Report. Which player would you most want to build around, Luca or Zion? Anything else from that game you want to address on? I mean, KP, another another yeah, great well, game. He had another great game. Seth Curry, again, he's been on a tear lately. Yep. He uh, And it was funny, Alvin Gentry, after the first quarter, was saying, uh, anyone who's got a Curry in their name is a good shooter. Don't want him left open because he had two wide open threes. And then basically the first play, I think, out of the in the second quarter was Seth again, wide open, and he knocked it in. It was uh, kind of funny. But yeah, it, it's been a pretty good season for Seth Curry. And uh, uh, it's great to see. I think, I think he overtook Steph again in the uh, career three-point percentage. I think Steve oh, Kerr. I think Steve Kerr holds it, and then Seth was ahead, and then he dropped behind again. I think he Ooh, overtook uh, him again oh, last night. I didn't night. know that. Yeah. And uh, what about the Pelicans' chances here to uh, you know get into that eighth spot and take on a LeBron and give us Zion versus LeBron in the first? Don't think it's going to happen now. They're just a little too far back. Five games back of eighth in Memphis. Blazers got Lillard back, and they've won two in a row. The Kings. You know, seven and three hey. in their last ten. Hey. Don't, don't don't dismiss them. I guess Grizzlies uh, huge win last. Grizzlies night. another very very big win. Uh, that's two in a row for them. So I think the three, Grizzlies three in a row. Uh, it's your two big ones. Oh, in two a big. Way. Sorry, yeah, my yeah. bad. My bad. Um, because too they big. were down at the too fortress there. Two uh, big beautiful uh, witnessed bodies. Witnessed in person. Um, 
Yeah, I just I just think the Pelicans is just a little bit of a, a steep mountain to climb from here. So tough for them. They they were playing so well, but then three in a row they've dropped. It just uh, and, and every game is crucial right now for them. All right, our next one. We had some wild lines in the association on Wednesday. Two in particular happened in the same game, guys. You had the flamethrower, Duncan Robinson, scored 27 points. All of them coming from behind the arc. All of his shot attempts <laughs> from behind the arc as the Heat hit a franchise record 22 three-pointers in their 116-113 win over the Magic. Meanwhile, in that same game, Terrence Ross on the other side, he had season highs of 35 points and eight three-pointers for the Magic, and that was it. 35 points for Terrence Ross with zero rebounds, zero assists, zero steals, and zero blocks. Uh, second time we've seen a line like that this season. Um, Bogdanovich, yeah, did it earlier. So what was the crazier line from that game? Is it Duncan Robinson's 27 all coming from behind the line, or is it Terrence Ross with the uh, rare 35 oh, 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 oh? I what think it's got? the Duncan Robinson show. I love watching Duncan Robinson, especially in first quarters, because this is uh, kind of going under the radar, but he is he's their target. That's what the Heat are looking for every first quarter. In the first two minutes of games this season, he's shooting 63%. And it was just the first two minutes of Holy every single moly. game. He's 20 of 32 uh, from, from three-point land. And he's shooting an effective field goal percentage of 77% in the first quarter. That's the highest of any player in any quarter this season. That's my man, John Schumann. Wow, he's, that's a good Schumann. He's the first quarter there. man. He's a first quarter man. You just have to watch Duncan Robinson. They just look for him. And especially the first two minutes, he's on fire. Uh, they go to him every single time. They find him. So. Does he have a great uh, – he's just awesome in the warm-up lines? You think that's what he's doing? He's a great sweat going <laughs> no on? No rest. Just carries right into the let's game. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, they're just not worried about the white guy running around screens, I guess, so much <laughs> right off the bat. <laughs> God, maybe we should play that white guy. He just hit two threes. Now, yeah, right? maybe it's a surprise factor for his, <laughs> you know, his first real season as an NBA player. Yeah, here. and that's why I think it's Terrence Ross because Terrence is a vet, and he came off the bench. It's like you don't want to be known as a guy who can only score the basket. Go and get it with at least one rebound. Grab the ball. Nah. Why? Why, man? Nah. That's his job. His yeah. job is to go out there and get buckets. I'm actually upset that he had one turnover. You botched it, man. Yeah. That means you were trying to pass at some point. What are you doing? Just let it fly. Crazy, though, to see a 35,000 line twice. Yeah, I yeah. know. To have it be 35 both times is crazy. I'd like to see uh, which guy was this. This was Bogdan Bogdanovich. No, Boyan Boy, Bogdanovich Boyan. that had the original 35,000. So maybe play one-on-one uh, -on -one up to 35. <laughs> okay, I don't <laughs> mind it. Uh, this was a tough loss, though, for Orlando. They dropped three straight now, yet they're still in the eighth seed in the Eastern Conference playoff race. Um, it, like... It's at the point it feels like Brooklyn and Orlando are like trying to hand away a playoff spot to anybody else in the East, and the like. The Wizards, Hornets, and Bulls are like, "No nah, thanks, I got gum. Like I'm good. Um, no one wants it. It's like it is right now there for the taking. If any of those teams could put any sort of like mini run together yeah. in terms of victories, like because you kept talking about the Wizards' chances yep. a couple of weeks ago, like it was there. I mean, mm -hmm. it, they won some of those games. Like the teams ahead of them here are doing their job in losing. You would have. Very likely, and yeah, they still could, but I don't know. It's like they just those three teams: Wizards, Hornets, Bulls. Um, who else is in the mix? They're still like I guess the Pistons are still around there. I mean, <laughs> it's brutal. It's that bad, but I don't think they're going to overtake these two mm. teams because they can't put two or three wins together. No, and at the other end, the Heat are doing a pretty good job of trying to secure that fourth spot yep. in the Eastern Conference. They're now three games up on the Pacers and Sixers, so that's key because uh, they obviously, you know, whoever finishes fourth gets home court advantage. Although you do run into the Bucks in the second round. So, uh, although the Heat probably, you know, I mean, 
They've played them pretty well. Yeah. A lot of people well. think the Heat might, you know, maybe it's the Raptors or maybe it, it's still somehow the Sixers that could put up the biggest fight in the Eastern Conference versus yeah. the Bucks. Give them a series. All right. Hear, uh, hear from you guys with that one. Crazier line. Duncan Robinson or Terrence Ross. Hit us up on Twitter. Hashtag no dunks. Next one. Oh, this one's fun. More embarrassing. Kevin Porter Jr. forgetting to put his jersey on or this Jeopardy answer. Joel Embiid in 2019 won the trademark for this nickname of his that also describes the 76ers' strategy of improving the team. Paul, what is do a 180? Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> Quick no there from Alex. Um, so what you got? More embarrassing. Porter forgetting his jersey and actually couldn't even start the game. Uh, or that unbelievable answer. Do a 180. <laughs> it's great. Well, not everyone's a basketball fan, are they? So that's fine. You know, I think a Jeopardy answer like that, if you just don't know anything about the game, you're trying to, you know, just have a guess there. They're trying to turn it around. Try to do a 180. <laughs> Why not? Exactly. It looked like those other two people weren't guessing after that, right? I don't, I don't think anybody don't think got so. that one. No. Just let it slide. So, yeah. Kevin Porter, how do you forget to put on your jersey, man? Well... This happens all the time. It does happen a lot. Like it happens a lot more than you think it <laughs> yeah. should. Um, Danielle Marshall, a famous one. Oh yeah, and like yeah, I saw a Kurt also Hallen. a cab. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, Jakob Pertl did this uh, a month ago. Now maybe not at the start of the game, you know, guys coming off the bench and stuff like that, but forget to have the jersey on. Pertl had done it uh, a couple years ago. Malik Monk and Andrew Wiggins, I remember, had done it. Anthony Davis did it in the Olympics that one time. He was Shameful. like, they're like, come on, get in, and he's like, oh damn, I don't want my jersey on. Like Kobe got all upset with him. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, I, yeah. I guess I lean towards Porter Jr. That's, mm. that's pretty embarrassing. I mean, it's like would have been his fourth start or something like that too. <laughs> yeah, but only really his second start recently since he's yeah. been put into the starting lineup. And I, I just thought it's his second game. You got to be pretty jacked. Maybe, maybe he's too pumped, so he forgets his jersey. But <laughs> pop the shirt off. It's just weird when you see a man take off his uh, his jacket and it's just a black tank top underneath that he was wearing. That's why these guys are forgetting their jerseys because they're already wearing already wearing a tank another tank top. Mm-hmm. I mean, this wasn't a problem in the '80s. You weren't wearing anything under your jersey, like you it's were true. you were yeah. naked. So you're like, yeah. oh damn, I better put some on. I yeah. put my jersey on. But they have now totally nude you know, underneath your like, uniforms. Am in the I 80s. wrong? Like they've got basically a whole you got other a base jersey. layer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you, you can he, see why you'd forget. Exactly. Uh, he surely thought that. He had his jersey yeah. on. Yeah, we didn't get to see the brownies, unfortunately. <laughs> Most embarrassing part, I would say, of the Jeopardy answer is that Alex Trebek pronounced Joel wrong. Yeah. That guy never pronounced yeah. his words wrong ever. Drops the Joel. Dropped a Joel. Yeah, mm. shout out to Joel McMillan. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, no, you're you're not wrong. I also, is there is there any possibility that Matthew Delavidova like, hid <laughs> Porter Jr.'s jersey before the game to get the start? This is his first start since 2017. Uh, Delhi's champion. I don't think he needs to think stoop so? to those levels. No, no, no. Is that I mean, a contract year for him? Is he going to be a free uh, agent? I think that is right. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> oh, he wants those starter splits, does he? I'm on yeah. you. I was, I was a little surprised watching Matthew Delado that maybe he didn't get bought out to join the Lakers and be that guy, but apparently he's too old to be the Lakers' backup, backup, backup point guard. I have a question, okay? Because this happens, as I said, or pointed out, Actually, somewhat frequently, which is weird. Could the Cavs or any other team, could you just have, like, a blank jersey on the bench, right? Okay? Porter takes off his warm-up. Oh, damn, forgot my jersey. It's like, okay, we're starting. Could he just Could he just throw on, like, a either a double zero or just with no name or anything and play right away? Like, would that be legal? Or does it, like, is it I don't know. some sort of, like, baseball thing where it's got to match the lineup card or something? I don't know. I remember Jordan when he had yeah. his jersey stolen, stolen. And they just gave him the number 12. Yeah. So... Did you hear the other part of that story that was going around not too long ago? 
that they he really wanted 23. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, well, we don't have a 23, man. Yeah. Like, I don't know what you want us to do. It was in Orlando that yeah. game. They looked around the crowd to find huh. somebody just wearing a Jordan Bulls jersey. Found one, but it was like a kid size. Right. And I guess he tried it, and they're like, you can't. It's like way too tight. <laughs> ah, that would have been white. Yeah. When Dwight Howard wore yeah. that really tight jersey in the All-Star game. <laughs> but think of that. You could yeah. just put on like a replica jersey, yeah. Yeah. which I guess, why not? Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. If you forget your jersey, you can get one out of the crowd. That should be yeah, allowed. They, but I don't know. Maybe you could wear a blank. I think you and could. then you just got to stay with that number for the whole game. Maybe. Like you can't change. Kevin Porter can't put on his regular jersey at halftime. He's got to wear sixty nine the whole game. Had a friend in high school who wore the wrong shorts to a game once. Wore our it's like a home game. He put on his away shorts, and it was like yeah. the complete opposite of you know of the, yeah. what the home jersey. So it actually looked like it went together okay, just a little bit too purple on uh-huh. the bottom. Uh, but that guy felt like a stupid idiot. Oh, yeah. What a dumb idiot. But they, well, but they let him play. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 He just looked, honestly looked really cool because he had on the mismatched <laughs> top and bottom, which in high school, you're killing it. Yeah. Remember when Michael Beasley forgot to put his shorts on? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shorts, <laughs> shorts is next level. Shorts but is he crazy. went to check in. Like, he didn't even realize, even when he was standing by the scorer's bench there, he was just like, I'm ready to go. Oh, that's, that's really funny. <laughs> I'd uh, like to see it here in the office. Somebody comes in, unzips their jacket. Oh. Totally forgot to put a shirt on today. <laughs> Guess I got to do the whole podcast without a shirt. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I've ever forgot to put a shirt got on. Got a shirt? Unusual. Nah, I can't recall. I mean, it's our Wednesday night runs. So like, you're supposed to bring a, a dark shirt mm-hmm. and a light shirt. Uh, so it's easier when we're making teams, you know, because we're switching them up all the time. Which I like that rule, by the way. You know, we went to a run in Chicago, and I forgot that other runs oh, don't yeah. do that. And it is... It's a nice little addition if you can add it to your runs. Just everybody just bring a dark shirt and a light shirt. It just makes it easier. So you're switching it up so much that, like, I don't know, is that guy on my team? It's a great point. He wasn't a second ago. Now he is. I don't, that happens a lot. That's a nice rule to throw in there. Really right? nice rule. Great yeah. rule. If you're um, commissioner of your run, do that. Another thing I'm curious, do people still play shirts and skins? Ooh. I haven't played a wow. shirts and skins game in yeah. a long no. time. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah, I think last time was in Toronto a long, long time ago. We used to sometimes play that. Mm. But then, I mean, you get the the sweaty dudes. Yeah. It's like, uh, I mean, me, not that it's me. any better with the shirt, but, oh, uh, yeah, you don't want to you don't want to put a forearm and you're just just sliding all around on a forearm. <laughs> yeah. It's almost an today. advantage to go skins. No doubt yeah. it is. Yeah. Nobody wants oh. to touch you. No. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather touch a shirt. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Next one here. Last night in Detroit, Shea Gildas Alexander scored a cool 27 points for OKC which snapped out of its sort of brief scoring slump. They got the 114-107 win uh, against the Pistons. Thunder had lost their previous two games. They hadn't scored more than 94 points in either of those games. They had that after like three quarters on Wednesday night. So got it going again, got the W. But my question from this game is sort of one that I tweeted last night and that I was talking to with Blake Murphy uh, earlier this week on the Raptors Reasonableist podcast on the Athletic Network. And that is, who is the best Canadian in the league Right now, as of today, is it Shea Gilgis Alexander or Jamal Murray? Who you got? What you got? Why you got? I think we need a basketball digest breakdown of these two. Man. <laughs> oh, I've been thinking about it a lot, have you? This is a very tough one. Very tough. <laughs> I think um, I think Shea Gilgis Alexander might be a more consistent player over his career. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I think Jamal might have a little bit more of that uh, ability to go for like the sixty-point game. And, like, remember last year in the playoffs, he had an awful game against the Spurs. And then it was, man, what game was it now? Game two, I guess, where he basically threw up a shot 
that kept them in the game and then they went on to win that game and then eventually won that series. I yeah. think he has that sort of... Um, He's a little hit or miss, yeah, he for is. sure. For he sure. Is. But I think, He's again, tricky. I don't think you're going to see you know, Gilgis Alexander sort of have those games where he goes for 50. It's just not really... He's wired a little bit differently, I feel. Uh, but right, but nothing wrong with a guy always giving you twenty-five and tens and yeah. hitting clutch shots and, and he, playing he, under control. He already looks like a vet of like ten years. The way that he plays, yeah. and you know, he's got that little floater in the paint as well. He can hit the three. He's not super athletic, I wouldn't say. Gilgis Alexander, like. He doesn't get up. I don't really remember. I mean, he's not throwing down dunks on guys' no, heads, no. but I would still control. say he's pretty yeah. damn athletic. Yeah, yeah. but I, I just mean, like, Murray feels more, yeah, okay. you know, uh, athletic to me. But it, this is a great one. Uh, so I, where are you going? You're going? I, I think Murray makes an all-star game before Gilgis Alexander. Does that count for anything? Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm looking right now as we head yeah. into the playoffs. Both these teams are going to be in a playoff series, and maybe they even play each other. And and it's like, yeah, who do you have to pick one Canadian? Who are you going with? Gilgis is a better not defender. Not future, but now. Gilgis Alexander is a better yeah. defender than Murray. I'll take Shea. It's year two for Shea versus year four for Jamal. So that gives me a little bit of a, a boost in my mind that Shea's giving, getting his first real chance uh, to handle the ball a lot. And he's his numbers are a little better than, than Jamal's. And um, yeah, he's a little more trustworthy. Yeah, it's Lee's right in that sometimes he can go, he can be streaky. Jamal can be very, very streaky and give you 30, 35, 40. Even if he had a bad game, he'll still give you 40. Shades of Steady Freddy. Uh, so yeah. maybe the highs aren't as high as Jamal Murray, but um, the lows are definitely not as low, and the defense is better. He should win most improved. I just remembered that I picked him for most improved, so I'm really oh, happy with myself now. Year, year two. Oh, goodness. dirty. How dirty is that? <laughs> most improved Canadian for sure. <laughs> Jamal Murray goes against the number one perimeter defender when the Nuggets are playing, and Shea Gilgis, he's getting at best the number two guy. Mm -hmm. So I would say that's a point in Jamal Murray's uh, favor, but we also said Jamal Murray was the coolest Canadian in the league. He's not anymore. Yeah, he's probably Guaranteed not. not. Shea, you're taking Shea as the cooler guy. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that either of them will make all-star teams. Ooh. I think in Shea. their career? <laughs> really? I, I think Shea. I mean, if they both get traded to the Eastern Conference, they got a chance. Yeah, yeah that'll help you. That would definitely help. Um, But Murray's done... Some stuff in the playoffs, and Shea will be in the playoffs this year. I I mean, I tend to lean towards Murray. Oh, I know. It's tough. It, it's a toughie. It's, yeah. a, it's, it's, it's a toughie for yeah. sure. I mean, uh, Shea Gildas-Alexander, better percentage from the floor. Better percentage from three, which is maybe shocking to some. He doesn't shoot as, as much, obviously, as Murray does from distance, but 35% for SGA and 34% for Murray, so a, a tick better. And then scoring, I, I, I'm, again, I've said this a couple times now. I'm always shocked that Shea Gildas Alexander is like nearly a 20 point per game scorer. It's a, it's a quiet sort of, in a weird way, a little sneaky 20 point per game mm -hmm. scorer in the league to me. Um, but he's right there at 19.3, and he's got six boards and, uh, you know, roughly three and a half assists. And he's definitely a better defender. All that said, when I was debating this a little bit with Blake Murphy, I sort of surprised myself. I did say Murray right now. I still think this playoffs run. Um, and you guys have touched on a lot of it. I'm going to go with Jamal as of now, but it ain't going to be long where I think SGA does overtake him as the best Canadian in the league. Murray, coming into this season, I thought, should have made the All-Star game. Like, this was a season for him to really, like, cement himself. And he started off slowly, but he has turned it around yeah. with the calendar year turning he over. He came back from the ankle injury. Yes, and yes. Really, so, really good so he did have a bit of a slow start, but uh, I just feel when he's on his game, the Nuggets are a lot better than when he's off his game. 
I agree with Trey that it is a, a factor that Jamal Murray gets shut down a little bit because he does face the other team's best defender. He's the scouting report, basically, for mm-hmm. the perimeter guys for the Denver Nuggets that can score. Uh, but we expected him to just yeah, like to be a star. And Shea Gilgis-Alexander has taken that, and maybe it's because he doesn't He's not really on the scouting report. Like Chris Ball is the guy you have to guard on that team. Uh, but I'm not worried about Shea Gilchrist Alexander in the playoffs because he's just a cool customer. He and, and he hit a few big shots for the Clippers in that short playoff run that they had last year. Again, being like the third option or fourth option even. Um, but uh, he's a cool, cool customer, and he had some big shots. And so – I don't know if he'll ever – will he ever have a 40-point game? Okay, that's a stupid thing to say. He will. But he, he will. <laughs> but, yeah, Jamal's highs are higher. But uh, I don't know. He's a rock. Shea's a rock. I just want both of them playing this summer for Team Canada and trying to get them to the Olympics. Put your put your Canadian powers together, boys, and go get it. Final one here. This is good news. It's finally happening. Warrior superstar Steph Curry will return tonight against the Raptors after, after missing more than four months while recovering from a broken left hand. Uh, the two-time MVP tweeted his excitement in – it was sort of a weird video. Uh, was that a clip from Independence Day? What was that? No, it wasn't. What was that movie clip? I, I couldn't really tell. But he's pumped. He's excited to be coming back. Um, so I have uh, the, the strange what you got is, what's more likely tonight in Curry's return? A classic Curry performance, which you could look at as like a 30-point game, a 7-8-3, something like that, or an anticlimactic first game back? What's more likely, in your opinion, against the Raps tonight on TNT in the, in the second game of the doubleheader? What you got? It's time to win for the Raptors. I think Nick Nurse going to double Steph Curry. I don't think there's a chance he has a, a monster game. they got to take him out. Why wouldn't they double him? Because yeah. Marquise Chris is going to go off? <laughs> or maybe Andrew Wiggins is going to go off? He, Andrew Wiggins actually is going to have a good game. He plays well against teams that he's got a, a vendetta against his old, his old teams or his old home in Toronto. And, He'll and have then, a good game. Yeah, and then he especially just heard that poll we did where we didn't even include him as best Canadian. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> SGA and uh, Murray. Yeah, you're right. He's going to go for 50. I right? think Nick Nurse is going to pull out the tricks. Okay. So box and one, some box doubles. And one. Yeah. So, so you think, so you think maybe it. an anticlimactic game is, yeah, is more likely just because of the defense they're going to play on him. Okay. Yeah, I'm also feeling anticlimactic because the last time I was hyped for a return, it was Zion, and it was awesome. Uh, but not for the reason anybody was expecting. The man made four threes yeah. in a row. It was crazy. Uh, so I'm not expecting uh, Steph Curry to go out there and have four dunks on guys' heads. Uh, he, Maybe it'll happen, right. but uh, I, I'm setting my expectations low. Uh, but I don't know. It's not his right hand that he broke. No, and I actually do think it's more likely that we get a classic Curry performance, the Curry flurry, for a couple of reasons. One, He's got a little Raptors revenge in him. Yeah. I mean, after what happened in the finals, he maybe used that uh, as some motivation. And more importantly, I said it off the top, we're not going to have a podcast tomorrow, right? We will be doing no show on Friday. So Murphy's Law means that Curry will do something insane tonight and that we'll be like, ah, oh, damn, like, we're going to be, you know, roller skating. We're like, God, why we shouldn't <laughs> be doing a podcast right now, you know, because it's something, it's something like that's going to happen. It just always does when we, like, for whatever weird reason. So he'll go for watch. He'll go for, like, 40 or 50 or something. Hit a game winner. Well, for his career, he averages the most against the Raptors at 28.6. So, you know, he likes to turn on a, a bit of a performance there. And it's also the first game back. You know, it's maybe the second game is where he has that uh, bit of a, a hiccup because, you know, the first game you're so hyped. Oh, pure you just, adrenaline. Yeah, yeah, you're out there uh, – <laughs> 
running around. But I'm, I'm looking at that clip on Twitter too. It, it looks like Independence Day, but it's it's somehow in reverse almost. Yeah, okay. I think it's when, um, what's it? Randy Quaid is, yeah. the, is the one. And he's like, I'm going to drive my, <laughs> drive gonna my crop the duster into this thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought it was That's too. That's a good movie. <laughs> so this is good for, you know, even the casual basketball fan, I guess, that Curry is back here for the last month and change with the Warriors. Anthony Slater, I saw, pointed out six of the Warriors' next seven games, 13 of their final 20 games are on national TV, including five more on TNT and three ABC Saturday nights. And it's not like the Warriors are probably still going to be favored in a lot of those games, mm-hmm. even with Curry, but a lot more enjoyable watch with Steph out there. So good timing. Um, you know, that they, they took their sweet time with the injury. Like, <laughs> I think it was Ziller pointing out that generally was an injury, and who knows? They're always different from player to player and hand to hand and all that. But it's like a month and a half sometimes for a hand injury on your non-shooting hand. He was out four months. Yeah. I mean, they didn't rush him by any means. No. Uh, but we're gonna get him here for five weeks. Let's let's call it that. So, all right, we will see tonight. Uh, Steph back versus the Raptors. Let's hear. Uh, let's hear your opinions on all those guys. Let us know. Hashtag No Dunks at No Dunks Inc. Time for worst of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, the worst of the week. <laughs> Worst of the week, it's the New York Knicks award, but <laughs> we talked about him, James Dolan, and friends on Wednesday's Daily Show. We'll talk about it a little bit later on, so I won't get to it here. Won't belabor <laughs> the point. It's been done. Go yeah. back, listen to it on our Wednesday show. I think we had a pretty decent conversation about the Spike situation. So. That was yesterday's show. Yes. <laughs> That seems, I don't know why. It does. Wow. We also did an, an episode of Say What yeah, in between, guess, so they all blend together. Yeah, you're right. We're always on back-to-backs here. We're no Zions. All right, <laughs> second runner-up, the Charlotte Hornets. March 1st was Dwayne Bacon bobblehead night <laughs> at the Spectrum Center. Problem was, Dwayne Bacon was in the G League at the time, so he played. In the G League. He didn't play with the big club. They handed out a bobblehead for a guy who wasn't on the team. Call him up. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're in the camp that thinks, hey, there's a reason he's in the G League. He's working on this game. We're not going to bring him up to be a prop to play out here. <laughs> this is a professional organization. Which which side do you guys fall on? Just call him up for a game? It's his bobblehead night or delay the bobblehead <laughs> night or... I or, mean, you're... Yeah, you're or the, you just don't care because it's yeah. a, a player who's in the sort of the G League... Tough for me to care too much yeah. with this one, but it is the Hornets. Come on, call them up. Everybody likes bacon. Yeah, he had a. It was a cool looking bobblehead. Was there bacon? It's a strip of bacon, and his head is his head, and bobbling around. Wait, wait, that. wait! I can't tell if you're kidding. <laughs> no, I'm not. Yeah. Oh, call him up for sure. Serious? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's serious. Yeah, it was oh. sizzling hot. Oh. Maybe this, the the fad in the NBA is to go vegan. Maybe uh, they, oh. they weren't very happy with it. Call, the call <laughs> came it. down from Silver, eh? Leave him in the G League. <laughs> you can run the bobblehead night, but leave him in the G League. Uh, first runner-up, it's me and probably a lot of other people out there because I was fooled by Shaq on TNT Tuesday who claimed he lost the bet and had to grow in his hair. He had a little shadow, basically, on top of his head, his yeah. usually bald head. Uh, and I was buying it when they went to the close-up because... I mean, he had it lined up perfectly, yeah. and uh, he said, "Yeah, I got it lined up perfectly." Well, and I was, I was did like, Mark, "Marcus, do it." <laughs> no, I have no idea. No, no, there was no hair. So I guess it was spray paint. Right. Right. But look, I was looking at the back of his head, and I thought that appears to be bald, like where you would have a receding hairline. And I don't know if Marcus or whoever spray painted his head. It probably wasn't Marcus, uh, but. Um, 
they didn't leave a bald spot. It probably just they probably just didn't do it there. They just did the front line. Right. But then he rubbed it off. I mean, it looked good. So you thought it was real. <laughs> it you thought he good. had grown his hair in, and then they and and he and still looked like he had a receding hairline. So I was buying. I was buying it, and then at the end of the night, he took his finger and he <laughs> rubbed it, and it was spray paint. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Carlos Boozer joke. That was perfectly painted. Yeah, it, it was. was perfectly painted. In the lineup, he said, I've got it lined up. So it wasn't like it was just naturally growing in. And it was just such, I don't know. It was I can be fooled. so far back. <laughs> and it was far back. If you were going to if you were gonna make the optimal yeah. hairline, you wouldn't give yourself a five head. You'd make it. That a, was like an eight head. Yeah, it was. What was the uh, bet over? It was him and Wade. But Wade, was it yeah. just a game that they yeah. picked? Yeah. Eight bucks, maybe? Oh, I think that's what it was. Oh, maybe it was right before that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It was something to do with Dwayne Wade's heat. So that makes sense. Okay. Right. Uh, but the winner this week is the Lakers' Javale McGee. Another Jersey incident. After the Lakers played Zion Williamson and the Pelicans for the first time, Javale asked Zion for his jersey. Zion gave him his jersey, but he wanted no part of Javale <laughs> McGee's jersey. He literally walked off. In a tank top, empty-handed, while JaVale McGee walked off with his jersey on and Zion's on like he was a fan. Hey, that's a pretty good get for JaVale McGee. Oh, yeah. It's Hell a great yeah. jersey to have, but pretty hilarious when Zion's... Like, he's literally like, no, I don't want you. So, I don't need your jersey. So is it is it common courtesy? Should Zion just... I mean, should he just been like, can I have yours? Like, Fine, should he I'm just... Whatever. Even if he just, like, throws it in the garbage can on the way back? Like, should he just at least I'm, do the exchange? Yeah, I, I'm of that. I don't, I don't think so. I think it's fair enough. <laughs> Zion's like, sorry, Javel, I don't want your jersey, man. You can have mine. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because, the, yeah right. You're a man of uh, international sports. There's soccer, they yeah. exchange jerseys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This that, has I never mean, happened where yeah. a man... Gives a jersey to the other guy, and the other guy walks up See, at the end, takes, yeah. a, takes a photo. There was also a photo taken. Oh, really? Yeah, pretty sure. Wow. Pretty sure. Yeah, it gets out of hand, though, in soccer. I remember once uh, Chelsea played Barcelona in a Champions League game, and a guy for Chelsea, I can't remember who it was, was getting subbed out. So he went to Ronaldinho at half time and wanted to swap jerseys yeah, with him at yeah. half time of the Ooh. game. That's awful. Ronaldinho didn't want his jersey. He's like, yeah, take mine. Then Ronaldinho was walking off with just no shirt on. He didn't exactly hate that. (laughs) Classic guy. Because this this is sort of the opposite, right, of what John Morant did with his jersey and LeBron. He, what was it that um, that Jaw wanted LeBron's? Asked for LeBron's jersey and got one, and then decided to give him. Like, he gave LeBron his, and they had it draped on his chair. I think that's how the story went. So he was just like, I want yours, and you know what? I'm going to also just give you mine, whether you, you didn't even ask for it. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's how the story goes, unless I have that flipped around. But Sounds right. Yeah. And I would say uh, it, it has become a common practice the last couple of years. Pro- oh, yeah. Probably no earlier than 2018. Yeah, it's... Like well, yeah, it didn't... Last... Like, it was Wade, Wade sort of because he was doing it at his on his farewell tour that everyone was switching jerseys. And the old heads don't like it. They the yeah. old heads look at it and say, "Oh, God, I would never do that." It's it, it is weird just how trade jerseys. I would never, <laughs> I would never show trade shirts respect. with another man. It's just weird how frequent it does happen now. Like it's one yeah. thing if it's Wade's like retirement or like whatever. Like you get that the idea of like the swap and the legend. You want that and okay, whatever. You take the photo up. That's cool. You get to put that up in your your man cave or in your hallway. But yeah, like 
it, now it's a little like JaVale McGee in a regular season game is just like What's why not that? I well it. I mean why not just ask for it what, I mean to do it on the well, floor well that's the I thing guess. it probably yeah. used to happen all the time and we would never see yeah. it we would hear like yeah. hear a story you know I don't know Gary Payton's got 500 NBA jerseys where do you think he's getting them he's asking for his fellow he's asking his fellow players now we're just getting to see it happen and then I guess, you know, buy stock in tank tops because we're seeing a lot of tank tops this week. And if we're going to be seeing all these jersey exchanges, even more tank tops. Yeah. <laughs> I love, though, how this has now infiltrated, like, just uh, civilians. Civilians. Like, you saw the photo going around of the two guys in Vegas <laughs> that, like, didn't know each other. <laughs> they met up. Had a wicked night in Vegas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then swapped <laughs> shirts at the end of the night. Yeah. That is really oh, funny. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Uh just to remember your bro, hang that up in your uh, trading clothes with your friend is fun, and this makes it even more of an event. Okay. So, All right. I don't know. Maybe we should start switching after the shows. Hmm. If you feel like you had a particularly good show and somebody <laughs> else was matching you point for we point, we gotta do that sometime. <laughs> hang it up. Just the respect. Some friends have to do that, right? What do you mean? Just exchange shirts. Just, a, just more exchange like well, clothing. Well, women do exchange. it all the time. Yeah, I, I, they change exchange I, clothes all the time. Yeah. I'd men say don't, that's men a general rule, yeah. My group we of should. bros from back home, every time we have a bachelor party, everybody brings their worst shirt for a clothing yeah. draft, clothing and draft. you have to wear it out for that night. Hmm. Yeah. That, uh, Similar. That beautiful Alaskan otter shirt that I got from my buddy Grish. I mean, he got it when he was 11 years old, and I got it when I was a lot older and still wear it, but that was a clothing draft. That was in the pile. I'm like, I'm taking that. It's a beautiful shirt. I love otters. You guys know that. Um, all right, let's start exchanging shirts after the show. <laughs> okay, we'll take okay. a photo. Let's do it. I'm looking around. Tass has a nice Giannis shirt on. Guinness it's slash Giannis one. shirt. Yeah. JD, what do you got? Oh, yeah. I'm boring. That's pretty boring. <laughs> it's like a gray sweater. Yeah, but you usually, uh, you have a lot of great t-shirts. Yeah, that's true. Uh, not today, though. No, that's okay. I don't think you're going to want to trade that sweatshirt, though. No. no it's one of your go-tos. It's a go-to, but it's fading. I'm going to have to buy another one. It was like a worn... Uh, Just wait until somebody wears one in. Yeah. Hey, you want to trade? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> time it right. All right. So worst of the week to Portugal, not getting, uh, not having to give his jersey to Zion. <laughs> Let's fire the pun gun. It's pun gun time. <laughs> Guys, this week's pun gun comes from Boisson Process. I think I'm saying that right. Uh, they point out that Tass Mellis recently had a baby. And they recently had a baby. Let's hear some NBA baby puns. I'll start with Marquise Cribs. Mm. <laughs> nice. Uh, Boris Diaper. Oh, good nice. one. Pooh Richardson. <laughs> Muconium Morris. Muconium Morris. <laughs> Puree uh, Allen. Evan Formula A? That's good. Uh, yeah, I like Formula. It. You idiot. Sorry. How about uh, Baby Powder Gasol? Oh, oh very good. Wang Gigi. <laughs> James Flight Wipe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Mason Plumbilical Cord? Uh, how about a uh, famous NBA fan, Michael Mappaport? <laughs> Mugus Johnson. <laughs> cool, gross. Uh, Pramone Sessions? Uh, Scott Burpell? <laughs> nice. Nice, 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 yeah, that's good. Mm. Nothing there, Lila. Uh, uh, yeah, nah. 
He had Pooh Richardson. Yeah, Pooh Richardson, <laughs> and that was it. I checked out. Hmm. Thinking hmm. of cricket again. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do a cricket uh-huh. pun gun. <laughs> Next week. Okay, you'll be a, a, a man alone on that one, yeah. I think. Do you think you could carry by yourself a cricket pun gun? Ooh. Uh, you know, and now you can think about it yeah, in advance. Yeah. Yeah, why yeah, not? Sure, sure. All right, next week. All right. You got all week to think of the best <laughs> NBA cricket puns, all right? We'll let them go. Just him. <laughs> I usually come up with like 10 myself. I'm not getting any. I'm not doing any. No, it's all you. you. So yeah, you got to carry this. You got to put right, some yeah. work in Someone here. else will tweet in something all to right. get the ball rolling, <laughs> oh, just yeah. to get it rolling. Yeah, yeah. Heaven forbid you have to yeah. go. Already giving away some of the responsibilities. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well done. Smart. Delegation. <laughs> <laughs> True leader. <laughs> All right, uh, time for tweet of the night. Mm, tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. Today's tweet of the night comes from at LA Times Food. What? That's right, LA Times Food. They tweeted. Since Costco began selling hot dogs in 1984, anyone could partake in the store's fast food deals with or without an annual membership. That's about to change. Dun, dun, dun. Bad news, guys. Starting March 16th, you have to have an active membership, currently $60 a year, to order at a Costco food court. That's That's bullshit. (laughs) That is some serious bullshit. (laughs) Because as we know, the pizzas are apparently delicious. I mean, we don't actually know, but we've heard the pizzas are delicious. They're also cheap. And I found out from this article that their hot dog and soda combo, they debuted it 35 years ago, never changed the price. $1.49? That's exactly right, my man. Yep. You also ah. got a dollar churro. So we've got what? We got 11 days to go to a Costco food court and go crazy. Can, can uh, someone that is a Costco member, can they bring a friend? Yeah. Well, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. All right. All right. Yeah, there's no limit. Okay. Who has wow. a membership here? No, no. I thought Tess did. I do, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so do I. Oh, you do, too. Yeah. There you go. Of course. Can yeah. you bring four friends? <laughs> How many friends well, are there? I, I think I can. I'm <laughs> winking at you right now. Order, uh, order two pizzas and we can split them. So if we mm. can get around it. <laughs> oh, like a pizza. Nice. <laughs> That's crazy. Why would you do this? I must have been listening to the podcast. I They're know. Thinking, Everything we say. Eight or ten million people it. are going to be coming here and trying to buy up all of our hot dogs? No, thank you. So they're shutting it down. Huh. Tragic. Yeah, I guess wow. it's 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 just people loitering and then trying to go get buying toothpaste in bulk, you know, like trying to take away <laughs> my deals that I pay right. for every year. I guess that's the right. situation. Yes. These are my go deals. to my self checkout counters. Got these interlopers coming in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. What? Yeah. So what happens uh, up until this March 16th, where I can't even enter the building? I guess uh-huh. is that are they IDing you before you enter the building? It's a great question because no. you are still apparently allowed to buy alcohol because it's a rule that everybody uh, has to be available to everybody. Huh. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, like, okay, so I go. I'm like, damn, I love that Costco pizza. I don't have a membership. <laughs> I go, I eat it, and now I'm there. And Tass said it. I'm like, wow, look at that. I can buy 100 things of toothpaste. Like, that's. Uh-uh. But no, 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 hold on. I put him in my car. Get out, sir. I grab a TV. I grab whatever else I want from Costco. Go check your hearing. I go up. <laughs> I go up to checkout, right? There's checkout lines, obviously. And yeah. then, so what happens? Like, I, and then I, they go, well, where's your membership? I go, I don't got one. They literally are just going to say, take all this, put it back. And they're not going to let me buy it? No, 100% they would. No way. Well, they, they won't force you to put it, it back. But well, you, or they'll sell you a membership right then and there. But what if I say, I don't want one. 
let me just buy this. Nah, just, they won't let you. It doesn't work. Even, <laughs> That's crazy. Even members, even members are grilled as they get up to mm-hmm. the... Wow. Man. Yeah. I've, I've forgotten my card before, and I've had what? to leave my card, go to the membership service, get a no. literal piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like right. a temporary a temporary card yeah. of paper. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's worth it, though, isn't it? Oh, it's totally worth it. You guys, you guys I, you're not going to... I will... Not say anything bad about Costco. <laughs> I love it. How about this? Would it be worth it then to pay whatever the sixty dollar fee? You get a membership for a year, with your only goal being to go to the food court. You're not buying any items from the store. Totally worth it. <laughs> totally worth it. <laughs> <laughs> to get dollar fifty. It's that good. Uh, they really only have six things on the menu. Yeah. Hot dog. Yep. Pizza. Mm-hmm. Turkey sandwich. Yeah. Italian sausage. Italian sausage. Now I think we're done with the hot items. Uh, <laughs> Soft serve ice cream or something. Yeah, Did you got... say that there's a like a bake, right? Like a like a like chicken a bake or oh, something. Oh yeah, some like pretend calzone, yeah, yeah. something, okay. something. Uh, yeah, what did you say? Uh, the salt, salt, salt serve ice cream and, mm-hmm. and maybe some sort of no, uh, that's not ice cream, uh, yogurt. yogurt. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Basically. And uh, a smoothie, and that's like it. Uh, and did you say churro? Oh, churro. You yeah, for churro. dessert. Dollar, and then we're done. Churro. And you get 25 cents of bottled water. How, how, how good are these churros we talking? And, yeah, I don't know. Fine. <laughs> I, uh, not worth it. The Italian not. sausage is where it's at for me. Really? Uh, that's my favorite. Ooh. Okay. Real heads now. Do you prefer what Costco has and at the cheap prices they do or Ikea with their Ooh. very, very cheap you know, meatballs and... Ooh, Hot dogs too. A little more variety in IKEA. I would say IKEA too. does have yeah. a bit more yeah. variety, and it's obviously yes. very cheap. You don't need a membership. No. Plus, mm. there. You need an Allen key, uh, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to put together the hot dog. <laughs> you need a couple square no. little pegs. You gotta no. have a friend. <laughs> no cutlery. No cutlery. Just the tools. <laughs> okay, let's get to pick them results from last night. Wednesday night. It was the Pelicans Mavs game. Dallas was favored by six and a half. They won, but they did not cover. And I swerved on this one. Took New Orleans. I got the win. I have the lead here. In March, I'm 2-1. and one. Everybody else took an L. Tass still looking for a dub. You're 0-3. The rest of the guys, Trey and Lee, are 1-2. What's tonight's game? TNT doubleheader. We talked about the Warriors and Raptors to wrap up the night, but the first game is the better one. It's Clippers and Rockets. Ooh, man, Rockets man, oh, man. favored by one and a half at home. So <laughs> flip that coin. Clip playing well. Rockets still playing well despite losing to the Knicks. Oh, on their, Down, their last game. Down goes a camera. So what you got? Clippers or Rockets? Uh, these two, they've had a pretty good season series, I think, these two teams, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, I'm taking the Clippers. <laughs> yeah, okay, I found it, I found it. Yeah, Rockets uh, Rockets 2-1 leading the series. I'll take the Clippers too. I think uh, they impressed me the other night. Who did they beat? Someone. That was impressive. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that, was, that was impressive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, how many Thunder? games did we watch? Sixers? Thunder, Thunder, that's yeah, what it was. That was yeah, that was impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you guys are going Clips. Yep. Uh, yeah, I will also be a Clipper man tonight. All right, I'll swerve. I'll take the Rockets. One and a half. They're the favorites. Yeah, that's a little a surprising. One. Should be a good one. Yeah, a little bit. With the way uh, LAC's been playing and being healthy, 100%. Yeah, I'll take Houston, though. All right. We're almost done here with the uh, Drop Podcast on a Thursday. But before we go, why not 
A little rapid fire on Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. We got an all Spike Lee edition of Rapid Fire because on Monday, the Knicks kicked off the Leon Rose era in ideal fashion, beating the Rockets in the Garden thanks to a late bucket from also not mentioned Canadian player R.J. Barrett. All of that has been overshadowed, however, by Spike's problems getting into the game. So, guys, tell me, when have you been someplace you weren't supposed to be? Skeets. Um, apologies if I've told this story before on the air, uh, but 2001, 2002, I can't remember the exact year. I was in Grand Bend at the Grand Bend Motorplex to watch, basically, I think it was Edgefest, which is a, was a Canadian um, festival that lasted for a long time. It was either an Edgefest spinoff or it was just a Canadian concert. Grand Bend, by the way, is like Southern Ontario's version of like Daytona Beach. Like, you go there when you're 17, 18, 19, sure. like when you're a kid and you just drink too much and you get up into, you get into trouble and stuff like that. Anyway, I'm at this show and Staggered Crossing, which was a Canadian band, very small Canadian band, they were the opener for I think what was the tea party. I knew the lead singer of Staggered Crossing what? because someone I uh, went to school with dated him and I actually ended up washing, uh, washing windows with this guy at one point. <laughs> um, so... I was young, drunk, and stupid, and I'm like, I'm body surfing. Let's go. Nice. Put me up. Put me Let's up. Let's rock. I get put up. This is the opener. And again, an outdoor festival at the Grand Bend Motorplex. Grand Grand Bend Bend Motorplex. Uh, and I go right to the front. I mean, immediately. Like, I'm passed to the front. Yeah. I'm in security now, and they're like, come on, man. Like, you're like not, we're not doing this here. I'm like, I don't know why. It's a rock concert. But you're like, we're not doing this. They let me go back in. I get back to my friends. I finally make my way back to my friends. They're like, I'm like, let's do it again. They put me up again. I immediately like beeline right back to the same security guard guy. He grabs me and he's like, no, you're out of here. Kicked me out of the concert. Oof. Wow. Out of the concert. It was the opener. And I ended up buying another ticket to get back in. <laughs> and then I refused to body surf. But I guess that's oh, a place man. I wasn't supposed that's to a good be. One. Even though I was at a rock concert. Seeing Staggered Crossing, man. <laughs> Look them up. You missed Tea Party, though. Oh, no, no, no. I got back in for Tea oh, Party. Oh, right, right. Uh, oh, lucky. I got back Woo. in. Good thing they didn't sell out Lee. Uh, I think I told the story of the Athens Olympics when uh, I was out drinking with one of my friends. We walked along the beach and we went into this restaurant where it was all people dressed in fancy clothes and we were just in shorts and a shirt. I think I told that story. All right. So I've got another story. Uh, <laughs> nice. You know, the, first, the first Saturday of every month, Home Depot have a workshop for kids. So, yeah, they do. Yeah. So last Saturday I woke up. I said to the boys, hey, boys, it's the first Saturday of the month. You want to go to Home Depot? They said, yeah. I said, grab your aprons. Let's go. I didn't even check online. I thought, let's just go. It's always fun. Turns out it's a leap year. <laughs> the first Saturday isn't until this coming Saturday because last Saturday was the 29th of February. So I turned up, the boys had their aprons on. They're all excited. I'm walking to the normal spot in Home Depot where they have the workshops. And I'm looking around, there's no one there. I said, so, hey, where's the workshop? They said, yeah, it's the first Saturday of every month. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah. He said, it's the 29th today. Ah, you got me. So, I'll be back this Saturday. <laughs> Have a great time. Tassie. Well, I had some friends staying at my house when I recently I had recently purchased our house. So at the time, um, it was very late at night. It was like three or four in the morning. I was making sure everything was uh, secure in our home. And what I heard as I cruised through the upstairs hallway was two of my friends... Bumping 
and grinding. <laughs> and they had recently gotten together. They recently became a couple. And uh, I didn't want to be hearing their bumping and grinding, but it was a pleasant surprise. And uh, <laughs> and you know, I was actually I was actually thrilled. I was euphoric for my friends because uh, you know they they had found each other. And I told a, uh, I actually, I had another friend who was staying in the house. Was, I think it was a Thanksgiving. Wow. And so I told, I opened the door to another bedroom and I told my other friend, this is what's going on over here. Kenny and Margie, they're making it happen over here. And so I went back to bed, but I was very, very happy for them. And the house was secure. And I believe they had a good night. Is that when they uh, got the nickname bestowed upon them? Oh, yeah. The Plows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you opened the door and told somebody else. Yeah. Oh, I had wake to, up, wake up. I had to share the news. <laughs> uh, after the Spike Lee situation blew up, the director went on ESPN to tell his side of the story. And that's when the Knicks got busy with the press release, calling Spike's take laughable and providing a sneaky picture of Spike and Jim shaking hands. Guys, what's a controversy you would like to clear up for everyone? Skates. Yesterday, Facebook reminded me that it had been 10 years since I destroyed my ankle playing basketball. And my ankle and my foot, my left foot, it just blew up. And I had taken a photo of it. I mean, it looks insane. It swelled up like a, like a bullfrog in heat. I don't know if that's a saying or not. So... I tweeted out this pic yesterday, 10 year anniversary, Facebook reminded me of this very bruised, very swollen foot. And I got a lot of comments along the lines of, I thought that was a baby's foot. Is that a baby's foot? Good old baby toes. You can talk about Trey all you want, but that's a very legit baby foot, my man. My favorite, widow baby feetsies. So I'd like to clear up, I do not have a foot that looks anything like a baby's foot. Um, I do not have really uh, tiny feet for the size I am. It does look like it in the photo, I get it. Somebody said it looks like the foot from one of the people on the spaceship in Wally. And I'm like, that's spot sure. on. Because uh, it does look like this weird baby's foot morphing into an adult's leg. It's just, it's a funny angle and it's so swollen that I, I get it, but uh, I don't have baby's feet. <laughs> All right, I just want to clear up that. Are they, are they bigger than Trey's, though? Yeah. All right, let's no, get maybe them out. Not, maybe, maybe, no, maybe not. You're a, a half size bigger than I am. Uh, I yeah, relative <laughs> relative to body size, your yes, feet are bigger. Yes. But welcome to the tiny feet club, man. <laughs> so. you're, you're never living it down. That picture so, exists forever. Uh, people think I'm anti-tattoos, and I'd just like to say that I'm not anti-tattoos. In fact, two people in this world have a tattoo of me on them, which yeah. is crazy. But I do believe, unless you're David Beckham, Tattoos above the shoulders impact your career options and aren't the wisest choice. That's my only claim with tattoos. Trey's got a couple of tattoos. Tassa's wife's got a couple of tattoos. I'm not against the tattoo. I'm just saying, you come in with one on your neck or your head or your face, I think people judge you a little bit. That's just my belief. Rightly or wrongly, I think that's what happens. Okay, okay. Great. Let, let me clear up this controversy. People think I was in that hallway listening to my friends have sex on purpose. Now, I may have enjoyed it slightly. No, I, I wasn't voyeuristic. I was just, I was making sure the house was on lockdown. I was getting to know my new house. And that just happened in the home. Yes, I went into another room and told somebody else about it. Not because I wanted to get them in on the situation. Or, no, not at all. I just wanted to let them know that there was a happy moment going on in the other room. Right. And what a moment it was. Could have been any happy moment you're waking up for. 
<laughs> Anyways, thanks to this whole thing, Spike says that he is done with the Knicks this season, that he won't be attending any more games until next year. So guys, what is something that you've loved for a long time that you're ready to drop? Skeets. I actually generally don't give up on things that I love. Um, very loyal person. When I commit, I'm in. I'm all the way in. Uh, but that said, I might be done with uh, some Kelvin Kleins that I own. <laughs> oh. They are holding on by a thread. Literal <laughs> thread. Literally. Some of them. Uh, it's just time. You know, we gotta, just got to get a refresh in. But, uh, you know, I'll just buy more. <laughs> you never, you never want to throw them out without having the backups. Yeah, yeah that's right? exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. But you then, you, for whatever reason, you don't want to buy the backups until they're like you're literally <laughs> down to like two pairs. Um, so there are a couple, though, that are, that should just be tossed. But I'm um, just holding on. But I, I will. I'll drop them. I'll take them off later today. Hey, we'll exchange underwear. Uh, we'll nah, you're up. good. You're good. No, no, let's nice. do it. Nah, you're fine. <laughs> you want some Joe Boxers from Lee? Because I know he wears them. Nah, I can too see much them. fabric. I you got way too much fabric nah, going on. I like down him. There. I like him. <laughs> Breathable. <laughs> I like to breathe right. south of the border. Yeah, it's just like it's, it's like you uh, you got a like a duvet in your pants. It's just too much. Yeah, but it's not one of those ones that makes you all sweaty and too hot. You know, like it allows you to be comfortable. You should I try guess. it. No, you try I, it. I, hey, I love my boxer briefs from Calvin Klein. <laughs> I wore a pair of boxers like two weeks ago. It was weird, but yeah. it was good for a day. It takes, it takes, it takes a little adjustment. Yeah, Once it's you're a... in, it's hard to go back. All right. <laughs> uh, so a few months ago, I guess it was, uh, I don't know, six months ago, I bought a new car, an electric car, and it came with a three-month subscription to Sirius. And so I started listening, and then when the three months was up, I was enjoying it, so I subscribed. But now I'm in the problem where I've got a subscription to Spotify and to Sirius. One of them has to go. You don't need both. Yeah. yeah, one of them has to go, and it's probably going to be serious, I think, because uh, Spotify has just got my playlist locked in there. It can connect with the car. You're not in your car that much. Yeah, that's the problem. That's the problem. The car, I'm just. I'm only in there for probably like 30 minutes at a time, so it's just not enough. So it's it's one of those. I think it's going to be serious. It gets canned, unfortunately. It's been okay, but, you know, <laughs> I've got two subscriptions, you know. What's your favorite serious channel? Uh, it is Hair Nation, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get a bit of Bon Jovi in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get a, a bit poison. of poison. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Nice. Bon and the boys. Fantastic. I, too, have a real first world problem over here. Um, <laughs> I subscribe to a service that delivers a, uh, a bag of coffee every couple weeks. Fresh from the roaster. Love some fresh beans. Uh, but recently, I just not really enjoying my cup of brew that's happening from my from my beans. I don't know. If, I don't know what's going on. Just It's just a little murky. There's huh. just a... The water temp might not be right. You weigh uh, your beans? I don't. I, I eyeball it. Mm. I have I have at times, but I'm too lazy to get up the scale. I, I just something's going on. Maybe I'm keeping it in too long. Maybe my French press isn't pressing enough. I I, I just don't know. So maybe I'm just gonna go get some other beans. But I'll be back. <laughs> I think I'll be back. You can snooze on this service. Which yeah, is, which I like is, that. It's just really cool. You can do that with Wink too. That wine service that I use. It's a nice little addition to those services. I, I assume it's not cheap either, right? It's actually pretty good. It's very, yeah. it's comparable to going and buying a bag of beans at a oh. any roaster. Wow, delivered right to your roaster. And shipping is free. There you go. From all around the country. Trade Coffee is the name. It's great. That's rapid fire. Not all that rapid, but that's rapid fire. And that is hopefully another classic edition of the Drop Podcast here on a Thursday. Just a reminder, no podcast on Friday. No podcast tomorrow. We really got to go roller skating. <laughs> I just like keep it definitely that. sounds like a joke. Yeah. No, we're going to be roller skating. <laughs> all right? Trust me. Um, so make sure you check out the other great podcasts on the Athletic Network. Count the dings. They'll keep you 
up to speed tomorrow morning on a Friday. You got back to back hoops adjacent over a dozen really, really good team specific shows featuring a number of your favorite athletic reporters. And if you're not a member of the athletic, get in the game, get 40% off your subscription today. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. Clipper bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember on Friday, Ding, ding, dong, ring a ding, 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 dong. Keep your hands ringing. Take a listen to the Daily Ding. Embrace the weekend, people. <laughs> you could stay.